Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome in to the CHGO Bears podcast on a beautiful Wednesday where Matt Eberflus is talking. Nicholas Moriano will join us in about 20 minutes. Uh, Brian Baldinger, of course, starting the show with us on Wednesdays alongside diehard Blackhawks fan Greg Braggs. <laughs> I'm your handy dandy. Want to know, baby? I know you're excited, Baldy. The ba- Connor Bedard season has begun. No. <laughs> I can't believe they dropped the puck already, man. Like, um, it, it's on. So, like, all the, the puck gods out there, enjoy it. You know, it's uh, it'll be here for another year. But, yes, I, I think they finally dropped it. Brian, the, the guy that I'm sitting next to didn't like the Blackhawks during their cup runs, the three of them, because he thought that everybody in Chicago became a bandwagon fan. And so now he's going out on Twitter telling everybody that he's officially cleared himself to be a Hawks fan. And, and, and <laughs> Starting I, on the ground floor is a little more respect than that. The, the, I mean, yeah. and I appreciate the, the non-bandwagon fans out there that sit through the, tar- the tough times, but I'm a little exhausted by my partner. Just well, didn't, didn't the Blackhawks beat the Flyers in 2000? And ten, they did. I mean, I'm a. I mean, I live in Philly. Like I'm a. You know, I mean, that one hurt. Like I had to leave the country. You know, like I talked <laughs> a lot of junk before that, before that uh, Stanley Cup final, and I literally had to leave the country because I left a trail of venom. Well, you know, talking about well, the, e- the Eagles have given us plenty of heartbreak, so I think we owed you one. You mean okay. like the double joint? Yeah, like that one. You know, or the <laughs> or, uh, <yeah>. early two thousand <laughs> with oh, Mike Brown. One game. Yeah, if they had only turned Trubisky loose earlier. We could have had the double doink game, but but uh, all right, story for another time. Hey, we had the fog bowl. Yeah, well, that's true. We 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 did have the fog bowl, and that was sweet. That was the end of uh, the eight eighty five bear run. We snuck one more out. All right, Baldy, I. I spent a ton of time watching your videos today, and we're getting ready for Minnesota, so I want to get into that. But we titled the show today, admittedly searching for a title a little bit going into the day, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Have the Bears turned the corner? Now, I know we've got one win, so it's ridiculous basically to ask that question, but the reason why I gave myself permission to ask it is because we have had two straight weeks where the offense took a major step, and... We saw defense getting pressure last week. So if we want to lean into positivity, perhaps a little bit ahead of the curve, like if we win this week, now there will be a whole lot. See, the Bears have got it. So I'm asking the question today, from your perspective, watching what's happened, is that way too tall to say they've turned some proverbial corner here? No, no, it's not, it's not too tall. I mean, they've played good football the last two weeks. 
you know, I mean, after the, the debacle against Kansas City, which was about as bad as it gets. But, yes, it looks like things – they've tightened things up defensively. They've blitzed more. They've challenged receivers, even in their zone coverage. Um, you know, they've tightened it up. I mean, all zones become man at some point. You got to, you know, you got to plaster somebody and make the throw more difficult. So they've, they've done all that in that side. I thought, you know, seeing Tevin Jenkins in there at left guard uh, was, was important. He looked good in there at left guard. And the offense line, even with the loss of Lucas Patrick during the game, but Cody came in, that they, they played really well up front. And they ran the ball really good. And obviously the touchdowns were the touchdowns. But, I mean, it looks like it has. Now, they've had 10 days to get ready, and you're at home against a struggling team without their best player. So, you know, everybody said, well, they should win. Well, all right. I mean, three weeks ago, we thought the Bears might be the worst team in football. So, you know, you got to – it's like a, it's a gradual process. If you're going in the right direction, you got to stack. you got to stock positivity. you got to stack wins. you got to start stacking for the players to really believe. On the outside, we can say whatever we want to say we're fans. But on the inside, inside Alice Hall, the players got to feel it, you know, and that's what a win this week can do. And, you know, they should be, it should be classic black and blue division game, to be honest with you. I mean, you mentioned Tevin and, and, you know, we've talked a lot about Darnell Wright with you and how impressed we've been. But to me, Larry Borum really stood out. And I've seen some mixed opinions on how his day went, but all I know is, Like, my expectations aren't the same with him as they are for Darnell Wright. I'm not trying to sell him short, but at the same time, when I'm seeing a clean pocket, when I'm seeing Larry Borum, who's been much maligned by Bears fans for the last few years, including myself, and I see a guy that's taking a one-on-one with a great pass rusher and standing him up, and it opens up the the door for Justin Fields to throw some touchdowns, I got to give him a lot of credit for the game he had on Thursday. I agree. I agree. Look, I mean – they invest. You could you can um, put Chase Young in any category you want to put him in. He's playing better football this year than he's played since his rookie year. Um, he made a couple of plays, and that's it. Like they put a lot of resources in their defensive front, and they didn't change the game. They didn't affect the game. Uh, the Bears ran the ball as well as they run it all year. I mean, legitimate runs. Khalil looked really good in the game, and they protected the quarterback really well. So. I agree with you. I think, you know, Larry stood tall. And you can't ask for anything more from a guy that has been maligned, that's played right side, left side. He's the backup now. But, you know, he's a starter when he's in there. So I thought as a group they played really well together. So, all right. I so There's a whole argument now going on in the chat of whether or not Larry Borum played well. That's what I mean. It, it, it has been a total mixed bag on people's opinions. But, well, again, he, it's my my expectation it, level isn't our Orlando pace. I, I understand this. I trust Baldy more than our chat. Yeah, no, Baldy backed you up. So, <laughs> Baldy backed you up. So, I'm, I'm not. Baldy's got my back. I'm not, I'm not going to quibble with it at all. Yeah. Just his bad plays look really bad. I think that's why we're having the chat reaction that we're having. But regardless of all of that, forget about Borum. Let's talk about the quarterback. Uh, I'm watching all these guys breaking it down. I watched Chase Daniel today just showing, you know, his however many plays that he went through. There was one play body that just stood out to me where he he does the can-can thing, so he's, he's, he's checking to a run. Herbert's on his left side. He moves. He's like, no, 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 no. Let me move you over to the right side. It's third and six, and he, he reads it, gives it to him. Herbert picks up the first down, and we've heard uh, – Luke Getze talk about he is seeing things pre-snap way better now 
than he did, you know, a year ago at this time. And that was like, to me, just an, a, 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 there is an example of him doing it. If you're getting that and we're seeing him also make better throws and he had his best game as a bear, I'd say last Thursday too. I mean, these, this is all stuff to be excited about, right? It's a long way of saying like, I'm see, like, I'm seeing what they're talking about with Justin. So I'm starting to get excited about the quarterback on a new level. Well, I, you know, I mean, I, I work with Chase, so I know how hard he works at it. Like he's, you know, he's, he's really getting inside the game. Look, the quarterback is really in charge of the run game and it's really dependent on, it's just a numbers thing. Like if you see the numbers in your favor to run the ball on third and six, you don't see that a lot, but if they're playing DJ Moore out here and Cole command, they're playing these receivers and they're, they're not in the box playing the run. Um, and there might be a guy spying on Justin, whatever. Like you can see that, and the running back is clearly feeling it in the game. Then make the call. Um, I mean, Drew Brees did it throughout throughout his career. Like he he was in charge of the run game. Brady was in charge of the run game. Not putting Justin in that category, but they were all you know they were all little pikers at one point before they became Hall of Fame players. There's a growth curve for everybody, so that's a good thing. I mean, even like the touchdown to DJ. I think it was the first one. I mean, Washington blows the coverage. And, you know, not everybody can see it. I mean, it's a Tampa 2 coverage, but the corner should get to the numbers and take that throw to the corner to DJ Moore away. And I think he sees the fact that the corner is is not playing and he's not at the landmark. I think he sees the cover 2, the Tampa 2, and he sees the linebacker going out the middle. But I think he sees the blown coverage, and, you know, the coverage dictates where you go with the ball. And so he took the shot to the end zone. Touchdown is great. But I think he saw that coverage too. So I think he's seen a lot more than maybe what he's seen either this year, earlier this year, and maybe at, at times last year. Certainly seems like it's slowing down for him. You know, and maybe I, I kind of likened it to a basketball player that needs to just get to the free throw line to see a couple go in. And maybe, yes, these last two defenses haven't been one of the better defenses in the league, but maybe that helped seeing it a little bit to get on track and do what he's capable of. Uh, to me, the funniest thing of the game was in the second half, they didn't have a running back. I mean, they're playing with Kari Blasengame, their fullback. Your guy. And, and Cole Komet told us that they had to tell him, where to run on most plays like they're keeping it as simple as possible and they were able to not only hang on but extend the lead at the end I mean have you ever ran into a situation like that where you have a fullback in your backfield who doesn't really understand the playbook and try to get through a game like that well I have never played with a fullback that didn't know the plays I, I that's like kind of shocking and I'm not saying Kyrie doesn't you know he just hasn't run those plays so you know if you never repped it it's basically you've never done it. And so, okay, where, you know, where's the run fit here? You know, where am I, you know, so, but I think he knew, knew the plays. I mean, he ran the ball like he, like he knew what he was doing. Um, but, you know, it's a credit. It's credit. Like this, this stuff happens, you know, I mean, you get shorthanded sometimes and you're down to your third quarterback, you know, you're down to your fourth center. I mean, this stuff happens in games and happens more frequently than people realize sometimes. So injuries can pile up during a game like it did to Rashawn and in, uh, in Khalil, but stuff happened. So they adjusted, and um, that's a good thing that they still came out on top. Roshan, for uh, those missing the news today, still in the uh, concussion protocol. So we'll see if he if that changes before the end of the week. But right now you've got Deontay Foreman, you've got Darrington Evans, who they just picked up off the Dolphins practice squad uh, running the football against the Vikings, which, Baldy, that brings me to Minnesota. 
they are, I mean, Brian Flores is blitz, 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 blitz. 61% is the actual number of how often they blitz. And the Vikings play the Chiefs way more competitive than the Bears did. So this is going to be a, a massive adjustment, uh, I would think, in, in skill level. Even though, even though the commanders have some, you know, Chase Young's no slouch here, but Daniil Hunter's in the backfield all the time, and he's being sent all the time. Well, how do you think this plays out as far as, like, if you're Matt Eberflus looking at what's coming here, you're Luke Getzey, how do you plan for this? Well, there, there's blitzes, and then there's what Brian Flores is doing, which is basically lining up in a blitz zero look where he's putting six, depending on your formation, he's either putting six or seven defensive players at the line of scrimmage. And he's and he's playing four guys off your four receivers or three guys off your three receivers, whatever you're putting out there. And he's basically challenging you. He's challenging the protection. He's challenging um, the idea that, okay, if everybody comes, where's my hot? He's challenging your whole package. Do you, like? But he's been doing this now. He did this at Miami when they were one and seven. And he got him out of a deep crypt and, you know, they, they ended up, you know, being in a playoff hunt at the end of the season. So he, he brought this to Pittsburgh last year. It's what he does. Now, they got Mahomes a couple of times last week. But, you know, the, the Chiefs largely won the game because of their mentality. Like, you can't, you can't just pack it in and play conservative. Like, Mahomes on fourth and one from midfield threw a bomb. And Harrison Smith got defensive pass interference, and you know it, it basically changed the game. But you know you—they're going to get some. It's the old saying: like sometimes you get the bull, sometimes the bull gets you. But you got to have a plan for it. So if it's third and eight, like really, and they're playing off and it splits and they bring everybody, Justin's got to know where he's going with the ball. Like you, and the receivers got to know. Or if it's third and four and they do it, there's like I've seen these teams against this look, and Kansas City was that in this case last week a couple of times, if it's third and four, I don't need receivers running 10-yard routes. I need them to get open as quickly as possible so my quarterback's got time that they see it and I see it and we see it together and you get the ball out of your hands. So down a distance is really important. Handling it up front, understanding blitz protection, who's going to be hot, who might come free, and where to go with the ball. This is a critical week of preparation because they can they can make you look bad. Now, the reason why they're doing it, honestly, they're not very good defensively, and they're trying to cover up for it. Their corners aren't very good, okay? They can't just go out there and do what the Chiefs do and just line up and play man coverage. And so they're, they're, basically, they're basically telling you that we've got some weaknesses. Yeah, Daniil Hunter's a great player. Yes, you know, uh, Harrison Smith's a great player, but they don't have enough of them. And so that's basically why they're going to that look. Yeah, uh, Matt Eberflus said in his press conference today that, you know, he was asked, are defenses adjusting now that they're seeing some of these deep balls? I mean, I think uh, Justin Fields is like top three in the league uh, with deep passes, you know, 20, 20 yards or more. And his answer was, well, not in the last game. They stuck with single high safety yeah. and one-on-one -on -one yeah. with DJ Moore, which to me played right into the hands of what the, the Bears can do best. So my question is, how do the Bears force teams into single high safety and one-on-one -on -one with DJ Moore going forward? Well, what you do, I mean, it's just a, it's kind of cliche, but it, it, it's worth repeating in that you run the team you run a team out of cover two, okay? And then you basically pass your way, you know, um, into cover two. So if you're in cover two, you run the ball. Like, make them pay for those two safeties being back. 
and then they start dropping a safety down. Now you're a single high. Now it's just like the 52-yard touchdown pass to DJ last week. You're one-on-one on the outside. Their corner gambles. Next thing you know, DJ's dancing in the end zone. So um, that's basically that's basically the numbers game. They want to play two high safeties and protect against DJ and uh, you know and the guys going deep, Darnell, whoever. Um, well, uh, you got to run them out of it, and, and that's where the run game comes in. Take what the defense gives you. Pretty much, but it's it's it, it there, there's a chess match. I mean, you could disguise your cover two and roll the safety down, and yep. then it's a question of timing. Can you can you hold the count long enough to see it, make the adjustment? Like you know, it's it, it goes up into the snap count sometimes, trying to figure out what's the best play, and that's a lot of that because you know the the radio thing is turned off and Justin said with 15 seconds to go, so some team's not going to show you what they're doing until there's 15 seconds or less on the clock. So. There's a little bit of a chess match that still gets played up until the snap. And it's exciting, by the way, that Fields clearly is seeing it a whole lot better, which has got to give him a ton of confidence, too. He knows what he feels like. He knows what's coming. All this plays into his uh, next level success, which, by the way, Baldy, takes me into the conversation that the city is having ad nauseum, especially my partner today who wants to talk about it on the show and off the show. Uh, which is, if the Bears get the number one pick, is there anything that Justin Fields can do that they won't take Caleb Williams? You said, I mean, big things about uh, Caleb last week as far as, like, at 17, he was uh, already elite. Uh, And who knows if Carolina is going to remain this bad and who knows if the Bears, you know, are going to have another turn for the worse and put themselves in that position as well. But... Could you, like, let's just say that, that 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 this plays out and the Bears have the number one overall pick, Could you if, and they were consulting you. Could you see a scenario where you would say, like, if Justin continues to play like he's played the last two weeks, where you'd say, you know what, trade that pick for the King's ransom that you would get for it and, and stay away from Caleb because you can build your entire roster basically from with what you would get with that pick? Well, there's a financial component to it. Look, if you got the first pick, you draft the best player. You know, I mean, Carolina drafted Bryce Young this year. They should have drafted Jalen Carter. You know, I mean, he's the best player. So, um, but but regardless, you you draft the best player, regardless of position, uh, especially if he's just that much better than everybody else. But there's a financial component. I mean, you get five years. If you draft, if you're in a position to draft Caleb Williams, you get five years to build around him. And you look at all of the teams that have won Super Bowls with quarterbacks on rookie contracts, going back to Joe Flacco. And Russell Wilson, and you know, and Patrick Mahomes. Like these guys, there, there's a reason why they won Super Bowls. Like, yes, the quarterback came in and could play right away, but at the same time, they were able to really build around that quarterback with the financial component to it. And so, it's not it's not knocking Justin Fields. It's just it's just a business decision if they're in that kind of a position. Justin Fields might be a top five quarterback at the end of the season, but are you going to go pay him fifty million? and really have to subtract from other areas of your team without a pass rusher, without, you know, elite defensive players that you need on this team. Um, you know, that's, that's a, you know, that's a big, big organization consideration. Well, for the record, I told Mark, I did not want to talk about this today because you have to understand Baldy with fields and back-to-back weeks playing as great as he has bears fans get violently angry. If you bring up this hypothetical, yeah, no, I get that. I get that. Like, you know, ride the wave. Let the kid play. And like, I'm not here to tear him down. 
And I'm not here to chase him out of Hallis Hall. I'm just, but if you're going to do the hypothetical, do the hypothetical. You're asking me, draft the best player and build around the best player. That I mean, that's just, that's what the best, that's what the Indianapolis did with Peyton Manning. And it's what the good teams do. It's what Houston's doing with C.J. Stroud right now. And so you get five years to build your team before you have to make, or four years at least, before you have to make a big financial commitment. Is it too early to say that the Panthers blew it taking not taking CJ Stroud and and going with Bryce five foot nine inch Bryce yeah, Young? Who, it's too early. I mean, I saw Troy Aikman go one in fifteen, you know, and when you know two years later he won his first Super Bowl. So it's too early, but you know they it has it has not gone well. But their offensive performance up front around him is not good, and I thought they'd play a lot better than they had. They don't have, you know, I mean, Adam Thielen is their best weapon to throw to. And he's probably a number three on, on your team. He's probably number three in Minnesota right now. So, you know, I mean, that's, but not to knock Adam Thielen, but that's just where he's at in his career. So there's not a lot to work with right now. Let's get into what I've been really interested about the last two weeks. And that is what is written on your board behind you? Cause it looks as long as my Taco Bell orders can be sometimes. Well, I mean, I'm, that's, that's saying a lot. I mean, I just have like a lot of sayings up there. People say certain things about, you know, the game that, that I just like, Oh, that's a good phrase. I like that. I like that way that that's put. And then, you know, we got the schedule up there this week, next week. But I've got whiteboards all over. I mean, I've got Steve Spagnuolo's cover three over here on my board. You know, like I got my hook defenders. I got my, you know, my curl flat defenders. I mean, I, you know, over here, I've got all kinds of, you know, uh, information for, you know, in proprietary information for different teams in the league. So it's really surround sound you're a football you're a football lifer and this is why you're the best of the best what is one of the footballs do you have one of the football sayings on hand that you can share with us well like okay in honor of dick butkus okay like that that hurt me last friday a great deal uh we all grew up with butkus you know and so we have you know he was the original gladiator but you know to honor dick butkus i would take a linebacker saying and it, it, it applies to T.J. Edwards, whoever's playing. Like, slow till you know. Like, you watch Erlacher and Briggs play linebacker in Chicago. That was a great tandem. But they didn't overrun plays. You know, they, they, they spilled plays to one another. And at the end of the day, they were competing to who get more tackles for the Bears, you know, under that regime of Dick Dijon. But, like, slow till you know. Like, you're, you're no hurry. I see linebackers in this league. Like it's a it, it's a hundred meter dash as soon as the ball snapped, and they're nowhere near the, where they need to be. Like I see some linebackers literally like Bobby Wagner, like he won't even move out of his stance, and all twenty one other players are moving, and then he diagnoses the play, then he goes to make the play. So slow to you know would be one. Slow till you know. I like I mean, it. I mean, I I sat with with Dan Hampton doing post games for seven years. I keep on bringing this up every now and then, but nothing annoyed him more than somebody who would leave their containment because they felt like they knew, but then yeah. they didn't, and then now you got somebody running free for twenty yards, and all you had to do was stand there, dude. I hope the Danimal like wasn't pounding one of those broken fingers on the table, you know, trying to make that statement, man. Oh, he was. He he absolutely yeah. was, and, and it was partly terrifying. Um, but uh, that's why we love him. Well, the guy that played against Mongo and, and Dan a couple different times, um, and if you see Dan, you can you know verify this. 
I've never seen two guys talk every single play nonstop like it was a talk show and have more fun doing it than those two bastards. <laughs> because they, because they were, I don't, they were grizzly bears and like, they the, were, but but they I mean, also it, was, it, it was like you knew like you're gonna have to respond. You couldn't yeah. just like button your lips and let those guys just chatterbox you all game long. Because because yeah. some of the stuff was just funny, you know. They yeah. were super smart out there too. It's like yeah. underrated. They wasn't just they weren't just like yeah. I'll, I'll kill you. They also had a lot going on upstairs. Yeah, I had the pleasure one time working on an autograph show, being behind the scenes with Ed Obradovich and and Dan Hampton, just sharing stories and talking. Yeah. And uh, I was like, hey, do you you know Matt Nagy was the first year you know Nagy and and the, and they get to the playoffs. I'm like, hey, it's looking good. He goes, he doesn't know what he's doing. I was like, oh, oh no. He, he definitely said hey, that. Man, nothing, nothing's better than just telling it like it is. Yeah. And yeah. just straight talk. And that's all those guys knew. Yeah. I, wa- I wanted to say, what what does he know? But he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Baldy, you do the same every week with us. We really appreciate it. Awesome to have you today. Have a great rest okay. of your week, brother. All right. Enjoy the weekend, guys. I'll talk to yeah. you next week. Yep, Brian Baldinger uh, leading us off on Wednesdays. It's always a great way to start the. Just had to do the Caleb question. I told you not to do the Caleb question. I, I don't listen and then you to. Just I had to do it. Don't listen to what you tell me to do or not to do. You You're, know the chat's always on thin ice with us, and then you go and piss them off even more. No, Hogue's not here. No, you bring up the Caleb thing. They're gonna be yelling at us. No one is mad in the chat. Everybody loves the show. Hogue is not here, by the way, because I gave him COVID chat. Hogue is not, does not have COVID. He's, he is a little bit under the weather today. Let's not, let's not stress it out. And, uh, and by the way, Nick's coming up in a minute here. So Nicholas Moriano, if you're watching the show, uh, feel free to dial it in. uh, He did put a mention in the old Slack machine and I then tagged you and you still haven't checked it out. But Hey, while everyone's watching, uh, please, do us a favor if you haven't already. Hit the subscribe button on our channel. We're very close to forty thousand uh, subscribers, which is pretty crazy. Uh, but we'd love to hit that number uh, by uh, game time on Sunday. So, thank you. Yeah, uh, Jake USMC. If anything, I'm mad at Cram and Cram only. Jake, you're a funny man. All right, hey, uh, hey, Jake, and everybody else. By the way, are you in the market for a new and or used vehicle? If you are, we got some great news for you. Ray Chevy. You know it. You love it. In Fox Lake, they're a part of our team here at CHGO. Uh, And we are, you know, Ray's been on the show. We love having him on. We also love the pledge, which is the Ray Price Promise. It's a guarantee the price you see online is the price you pay when you go into the dealership. Many cases you get there and they say, oh, you don't have this discount or that discount. You're not a recent college grad, whatever it is. You're not in the military. They start raising the prices. That doesn't happen at Ray. The price you see online is the price you pay. No add-ons ever. Uh, in fact, Ray's going to do everything, by the way, he can to, to knock something off that price. Just tell me you're a huge CHGO guy. You're going to get an incredible deal. So come into Ray Chevy in Fox Lake. Find the vehicle that you've been searching for. Best of all, zero hidden fees. The Ray price promise. Visit Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake or RayChevrolet.com. Serving the community since 1963. Find new roads. That's right. And uh, new roads lead to new sponsors. Want to give a shout out to our guys at Soul Savvy. Sign up through links.soulsavvy.com slash CHGO. Soul Savvy has been around since 2018. 
You remember what happened that year for the Bears in 2018? I so do. And our mission was, and their mission has always stayed the same. Get sneakers into the hands of people who love them the most. Uh, we got a lot of sneakerheads here, so this they're going to fit right in with us. Soul Savvy is a sneaker community that operates in Canada, U.S., and the U.K. They have three membership levels, basic you're, you're basic, Carm, so that, that'd probably be for you. Mobile Plus Premium for the real sneaker heads like Nick Moriano is going to be joining us here in a minute. Premium memberships include Mobile Plus features. The drops by Soul Savvy app makes it easy to keep up with all the latest news, releases, raffles, and sales in the sneaker world. Uh, drop alerts, instant notifications, never miss a release again. Set up a keyword notification and you'll get instantly notified whenever your size is available to buy. Tap on the notification and you're one more tap away from checkout. Keep track of all raffles that happen in sneakers with our raffle tracker. You can set filters in-store, online, and even mark them off so you know which ones you haven't entered. Uh, their dynamic release calendar will keep you updated on releases that are upcoming with new filters that you see only what you're interested in. Release calendars will show you how many raffles are open, when they are dropping, where they're dropping, and more. Get all the late, latest sneaker news in the app daily. They post info that only they know to be true, so you won't get thrown off by internet clickbait. You know me and Carm, we don't like that internet clickbait. So Give we me appreciate action. it. I'm giving, tell, tell them what to do. Download the drops by Soul Savvy app for free at links.soulsavvy.com slash CHGO. Link is in the description. Join Soul Savvy to get your exclusive discount off 25% off your first month. Soul Savvy doesn't offer discounts anywhere else. This is truly an exclusive discount for only CHGO fans. Supporting our partners is a great way to support us. Get 25% off your first month's membership of Soul Savvy Mobile Plus when using the code CHGO at checkout. Thank you, Bragalicious. That was amazing. There was even more there. Yeah, I, <laughs> yes, which is... We'll, uh, we'll discuss. We'll discuss that after. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know. It, you know, we do this ad, we have the read later, but... People are asking in the chat, when's the next tailgate, Braggs? Well, I'll tell you when the next tailgate is. It is this Sunday for the big game against Minnesota. We got back-to-back -back home games coming up, ladies and gentlemen, and we need to win both of these games. How do we win these games? By you coming to our tailgate. <laughs> and if you don't, it's your fault when the wins don't happen. So come to the corner of Wabash and Cermak. You get your tickets at allchgo.com. Hit the events tab. All-you-can-drink Goose Island beer. All-you-can-eat Firewater barbecue. I mean, the food is phenomenal, right? Right, Mark? It is. You, get the, you yes, got wings. You got pulled pork. You, I mean, there. it is phenomenal food. Mac and cheese, delicious. Mac and cheese. I, I'll be honest. I might bring a Tupperware this week because <laughs> Lawrence is taking take home, which yeah. is more than allowed. Well, take here. Take here. Take here to the studio. Take you, home. If you to like the baked beans. Your home you is the studio, Lawrence. Yeah. Oh, yes. It's, it's all of our homes. So, you know, come out. And if you become a diehard, you can get a discount on that event, Mark. And there's just a lot of great things. You can get this shirt for free right out the gate if you become a diehard. And you get discounts on our events, including the tailgates, including an upcoming Blackhawks event to go to the game with the Blackhawks crew. I'm going to be there. Bragsy Blackhawk is going to be there. 
And wow. you can come with me. That's right. New fan. Yep. Let's do that hockey, baby. Uh, so that, there's just a lot of great things. That's to the come last with era. Huh? Uh, let's do that hockey. That's that's over in the past. That's over. Okay, my bad. Yeah. So hop on the ride and it, hop on the ride. That's right. And you know, so you get discounts on all future shirts if you become a diehard too, like you see below when you go to chgodelocker.com. So there's a lot. There's a lot, Mark. And I just want to let our fans in the chat and everyone else know. I know you don't want me to keep talking about why it's so great to become a diehard. Yesterday, Mark was like, "We need to do a happy hour with our diehards right now. Why haven't we done a happy hour in a while?" And I was like, "I don't know, Mark. I didn't know we were in charge of just saying when we do a happy hour." We will do a happy hour with you guys whenever you want. Mark wants to do one. Okay. Thank you so much. <laughs> I, 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 there's this thing that goes on in the show that I can't control, and I just have to live with that. All right. His um, name is Greg. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, Nick is going to be with us in a, in a little bit here as uh, they, are, they are practicing right now. So Nicholas Moriano is uh, taking all the notes and seeing who's out there and who's healthy and who's not. So he'll join us in a little bit uh, is, is, is the plan. I, so we're shooting for 1240 in six minutes for those of you who are keeping track of this podcast. A um, couple things that I wanted to get into with you, Braggs. What? Um, well, for, well, first of all, uh, as I was rewatching last week's game, how fun is that to rewatch? It was pretty fun. And I've rewatched you, it three times. Yeah. What well, was, give me one takeaway from rewatching it. it. I just did. It's fun. I mean, I'd like, I mean, we haven't had a win in a year. So to be able to watch a game back where right. they're playing well is fun. Okay. Can you put the hat back on? No, I can't. Chat, one, if you think you should put the hat back on, two, if you like him sitting here with that whatever's on his head. All right. Uh, well, one thing that I noticed, outside of the fact that it was fun, uh, you know, going slightly deeper than the shallowest end of the pool. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, would, would be Darnell Mooney actually drew a lot of attention, and it contributed to DJ Moore having his best game as a bear. It also helped out the quarterback because Justin was able to, you know, basically one of the things that I was impressed with with the fields, he, and he's been doing this for a long time, but he did it in this game particularly well, just watching it back. His eyes were on Mooney. He sold it well, and then he's firing it to DJ. All of this was great. Now, going forward, I can't imagine that teams are going to be coached up. Hey, Mooney down the seam is what you got to pay attention to. Don't worry about this dude DJ in the corner. It's going to go the exact opposite. He's going to DJ. 230 yards to DJ. Mm -hmm. So... I think what we can, you know, see your future, be your future. I think this week, if you really want a, a measuring stick of what I think you'll see that the Bears have actually turned the corner to get back into the title of today's show, Fields will be staring down the barrel of DJ Moore, and then he's going to fire it to Darnell, or he's going to fire it to Tyler, or he'll use the tight ends again, which he's doing incredibly right. well. That's what it's going to look like. I, I, think, I, I think if you're... If I'm the Bears, I am strategizing like, hey, they're going to sit on DJ here, yeah. sell it, 
and then you should have X over here or Y over here or Z over there. That has me excited amongst a million other things as far as watching the game on Sunday to see if they can execute it. Punch, counter punch league. So, yes, defenses are going to be keyed in. Not that they already shouldn't have been, but you got, you know, NFC Offensive Player of the Week. First time that's happened since Marcus Robinson per Gary Ross, my good friend who's been harassing me. Why would you? What? Justin Fields was the offensive player of the week last no, year. No, from a wide I'm sorry, let me call oh, for wide, for wide receiver. receivers. Yep, yep, I take it back. I take for the, it back. the last wide receivers I got player. It. See, now Gary's going to be mad at me because I misquoted him. You did. But first wide receiver is a bear to win offensive player of the week since Marcus Robinson. DJ Moore, offensive player of the week. Uh, career highs in both receiving yards and touchdowns. Eight catch, 230 yards, and three TDs. Dating back to 1960 to the 1960 NFL season, he became just the third Bears wideout to have over 200 yards in a single game, joining former pass catchers Alshon Jeffrey and who leads the Bears in receiving yards all, all time. time. Yeah, if you don't know this, Brandon, I'm going to be so upset. I, I I don't Brandon Marshall, Chad. Johnny Morris, dog. Johnny Morris, come whatever. On, come I on, mean, man. Not all of us covered the Johnny Morris years like you did. Lawrence, did you know the answer to that? I actually was. I forgot. I well, okay. I love Johnny and I Morris also too. just saw it here on the computer screen. So you just have your. Fun. That's a loaf. That's a huge loaf. That's a loaf. I read it because I did my prep. So I'm not going to pretend like I knew that before. I didn't because I don't okay, care about Johnny. Morris. He's been Morris. the all-time leading receiver forever. I, yeah, that's pathetic. Yeah, it, right. And so you should have that in buried in your Bragg's bald head brain. You should care about Johnny Morris. <laughs> uh, Bragg's bald head brain. All right. Morris now 6th in the NFL this season. Uh, now in his 6th NFL season, excuse me, and his first with the Bears. Has 531 receiving yards, ranks 5th in the NFL. Well, his five touchdowns on the season, right tied for first with Stefan Diggs and Tyreek Hill. Let's go. We got so, ourselves a wide receiver one, baby. So that dovetails me into another fine discussion point. Uh-oh. Because I'm so creative and brilliant. And no, no one's going anywhere, by the way. Certainly not the general manager of the Bears. But let's just say in the scenario that we were talking about earlier. Uh-oh. That the Bears, that Carolina just ends up sucking miserably. The Bears... Don't do not, and they're a 500 team, and Fields plays well, and there's no way in my mind, by the way, if all that happens, if Justin plays well, Justin Fields is going to be the Bears quarterback. Ryan Poles is going to pay him, and they're going to trade that number one pick. That's what I think would happen. So Poles would be in the same position mm-hmm. that he was last year mm-hmm. of trying to get a king's ransom for the yep. number one and pick. he'll get it. And so last year, and I think part of this is luck. Like, I don't think – I don't think I'm not giving Ryan credit that he's like he's like if I trade with Carolina they're going to take take Bryce Young and Bryce Young's not going to be good or whatever that roster is terrible so I feel very comfortable making this trade with him and I get DJ Moore because the Panthers suck maybe he is that smart I I I, I think I, there's somewhat a part of the calculation there right but you you know you can't you, guarantee where it'll be like but predicting that that this guy's going to be good and CJ's going to be or not going to be good no I C- think it more so who is going to give the best package right Carolina exactly. I, I, I don't, I, so, and I think, I think that they made the bet on Carolina, just you know, and hoping more first round picks, more better. But so, 
this would be him more getting DJ another more swing at more better. It would be it would be the opportunity of a lifetime for Pulse to stamp himself. Is, is all I'm tiling up. Oh yeah, and I saw my guy, your boy Boogie, earlier because he's annoyed by this conversation, and I understand why Bears fans are annoyed by this conversation. Last thing I any, need is your boy Boogie. I, uh, we can't. We, we need. Can't, you, we, I, we, we can't. We, on we, Monday when you guys were giving me crap, your boy Boogie was like, "Don't talk about my boy Braggs when he ain't on here." So I appreciate when he has my back, but. This whole that he said earlier in the chat, I I almost want Carolina to win a few games so they don't have the number one pick so this conversation goes away. You do not want that. We every Bears fan should be hyper focused on Carolina losing every single game and all the teams in front of them, like Oakland on Monday, they were a one win team that moved to two. That is huge for the Bears. And if you're not paying attention to that, then you're not a bear. I'm sorry. You're not worried about the bears future. This is a huge moment. Whatever way they go, we can talk about that hypothetical, you know, ad nauseum crap as much as we want, but it is significant that they get that pick. So I, yeah, I want, I'm going to continue to pay attention to it. And if you don't want to, do whatever you want, but I'm paying attention to Good it. Good job. I'm very happy that you're going to continue to pay attention to it, and we will too, <laughs> and, and, and you can root for it as well can, and do all that. All right, Nicholas Moriano now joining us from House Hall after Braggs tells you something very important from his duties for today. What do I do? There's this thing that uh, we have these these you're, you're the the second the second. I gotta do an ad read right now. We just did oh. one. Oh, no. we're doing oh we're doing that before Nick. Yes, we're we're, do, we're we're doing Nick's that. Nick's right here though. Because because Sorry, Nick, Nick is a patient guy and he knows. Talk to Nick. Why can't we do it after? Because Nick? because no, we fine. need to pay the bills. Oh, we gotta pay the bills. And why am I going first, Nick? That's the question because of the day. Because my computer's dead. Because his computer's dead. That's a loaf. And when there's loaves being handed out. Mark tries to deflect and make me look bad, but I'm never going to look bad when I'm using DraftKings <laughs> all day long and using the code CHGO when I sign up. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking up new customers with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. That is sweetness. So get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code CHGO. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code CHGO only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net In New York, call 877 877- Eight Hope and Why or text Hope and Why in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. 21 or over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after assurance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsibly gaming resources good job all right and uh, while we were listening to that we all had i think hopefully about seven goose islands chgo is supported proudly by the goose island beer company chicago's beer since 
1988, you know it, you love it. Grab yourself an ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beer at Goose Island's original brew house, Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park, or from their tap room on Fold Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer, the Oktoberfest, the Beer Hug Family, the 312 Weed Ale, the Full Pocket Pills. I might be having a Full Pocket Pills tonight. I think I'm going to do a happy hour. Uh, I'm having a plan. That's the move after I do an incredible training regimen today. I so know not like care. with our... Ferris diehards, just your own happy hour. Yes, it would be my okay. own happy hour, but I'm working on the next happy hour. As we are working on bringing in Nicholas Moriano for real right now from Hallis Hall. He's he made, already in. Well, he, he was, but he made us wait, so we, we had to make him wait. That's 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 the dirty pool that we do. Also, by the way, uh, I kicked Nick's ass yesterday on the ping pong table. Ain't that right, Nick? Every squirrel finds a nut every once in a while, Mark, so you had to get yours for the one time I was in studio. Well, Mark Carmen is a nut. That's for sure. All right. I mean, blind squirrel find a nut. That analogy does not apply to somebody who that I beat m- the majority of the time, but that's okay. Maybe that's why Hogue's not <laughs> in today, because you kicked his ass on the ping pong table bad yesterday. Bad. That was a good warm-up for Nick. I appreciate it. I appreciate <laughs> Light it. Light work. Adam doing that for me. All right, Nick, you're out there. Flu's talked. Uh, Braggs and I have watched it. Fields is coming up at 2.15. What was your top takeaway from Matt Eberflus? Yeah, I'm actually writing an article about that on allchgo.com, so make sure you tune in for that. But, you know, let's just kind of start with the injury updates right now, you guys, and what the Bears are dealing with. So you still have Roshan Johnson, Lucas Patrick in concussion protocol, and Kyler Gordon, and also Doug Kramer in the 21-day window to return. But, you know, just looking at the concussion protocols, like those are so tricky. We're going we're gonna to say that. So with, with a guy like Roshan Johnson – you just never know a guy that takes a lot of contact, obviously on every single play he's out there. So maybe just something to monitor, but as of right now, they're still in the concussion protocol. And then there was a question asked about Tevin Jenkins. Is he still, is he like the solidified left guard right now? And how, I think this is just the fluce kind of being the fluce, you guys. Let me know what you guys think. But he said that Ira Fluce, that he's still going to be in the rotation. Tevin Jenkins, and we're going to work through that during the process of this week. We're certainly liked... They, they liked where Tevin Jenkins was at. But if you just watch the film, there's nothing that doesn't say that Tevin Jenkins shouldn't be solidified as the left guard moving forward because he had a phenomenal game against the Washington Commanders. And maybe it's just more about getting him up to speed with things with, you know, not having been a full goal in practice up until last week, which is mostly walkthroughs. But I, I think Flus is being, uh, again, his philosophy and saying that he's going to be in the rotation for left guard. But if Lucas Patrick can't go, Cody Whitehair is going to be your center. Ira Flus said that they like that option there. So you have to, I think, just pencil in Tevin Jenkins as the left guard if everything goes according to plan, if he's healthy and is up to speed with everything in the conditioning. But I think that's something that, you know, Bears should expect seeing 76 at the left guard position come Sunday against Vikings. It was a flusy flus moment. I mean, with that shout out to too. Tony Daly there in the chat. It says he was being effusive. He 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 was being. That's that's uh, Tony. We might have artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence. Effusive. What did you just say? Artificial. I had television? a stroke halfway through saying that. Okay. <laughs> shout out to Lawrence who came up with artificial intelligence. You're welcome. Um, and I feel better with my socks in the 
right position for him that I wanted today. What you got something for Nick, or, or can I keep on going? You can keep going. Okay. I don't care. Hey, no, I'm no. just sitting here. No, no, no. I need. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, because well, you say Kyler Gordon, Doug Kramer on the 21 day to return, but I want Kyler Gordon to play now, Nick. I don't want to wait 21 days. I want him to play now. So is he going to play now? I think it was a good shot of that, Greg, and we can't talk about who was or wasn't in at practice until practice is officially over, but I would say the signs are pointing towards Kyler Gordon playing, and, you know, they had some guys step up in his place since he was on IR, like Greg Stroman, who spoke earlier in the week. So I think that, you know, Kyler Gordon is someone that's very important to his defense. Matt Eberflus talked about that on Monday, and I think that he would be a big addition if he's able to go Sunday against Vikings. So, Nick, you asked Matt Eberflus about the deep shots and if that's loosening up the defense. That's not exactly how you worded it. But I want to know where you were going with that question. What was the genesis of your thought of what you asked the Flus today? Yeah, so, I mean, with the Bears being ranked number three in the league in terms of 20 uh, plays of 20-plus or more yards, how does that impact the defense and what they have to do to adjust? Like, can you keep stacking the box if the bears are still throwing deep on you? And, you know, Eberflus kind of gave an answer where it's like, yeah, you have to make some adjustments to it. And, you know, I, I would have liked it to be a little bit more detailed, but you, you can't really expect that. But I think that when you see an offense that's generating explosive plays, you can't keep running, you know, a stack box. If you're getting deep plays downfield through the passing game and the same, likewise, if you're getting, big chunks of yards in the running game when you're having people play coverage. So I think that's a good spot for the bears to be in. They are, yes, they only have one win on the season, you guys, but they're creating explosive plays, you know, on offense, which is exactly what you want to see from Justin Fields and the rest of those playmakers. Nick does a great job, as you know, Greg, going through the tape know. each week. He, he's uh, Nick is a self-proclaimed football nerd. Yeah. When you highlighted the Nate Davis getting downfield, that definitely had me excited earlier. What, what did get you most excited about the commander's tape, Nick? Well, I think when you look at it, especially like just looking at the offensive line, you guys, and yes, Larry Borm, I think, started the game strong. And then as the game kind of went on, you saw Chase Young be, you know, Chase Young. But th there was just so many good pockets for Justin Fields to just throw to in that game and just be able to hit those downfield throws. And I think when you're seeing that, you're seeing a quarterback that's in rhythm. You're seeing a quarterback play confidently. And that's obviously what you want to see moving forward from these two games where the, the Bears have been able to get more of those explosive plays. And then just defensively, you're seeing guys like Javon Dexter start to pop a little bit more. So when you add up these guys that are now becoming more of contributors, you know, that's that's obviously a, a positive sign moving forward. And just Iberflus is willing to blitz, you guys. I, I know that the front four for the Bears have not – gotten home as much as you would like and even this commanders game they got the five sacks but you know how much was in garbage time i like that you know you saw tj edwards come on a blitz you saw tremaine edmonds you saw greg stroman come off the edge so you're seeing more of a willingness from Eberflus, and i think he needs to make those adjustments given how the defensive line is currently playing but you know if guys like javon and, and zach and you know even guys like yannick and gakwe demarcus walker they start you know intensifying their play starting to execute four as one then maybe you don't have to be as blitz-heavy. But until that happens, I'm okay with Matt Eberflus being a little bit more aggressive, bringing other players other than the front four to apply pressure on the quarterback. If you haven't hit the like button, hit it for Nicholas Moriano because you love him and his coverage out at Hallis Hall. Yes, Greg. 
Yeah, I was just curious your thoughts with Javon Dexter. You know, Me too. Did it seem like he took a step this week? You know, people out there that, that you know, really break down the tape better than I can say he did. Is there any clarity on where he suits better as a one technique or a three technique? Yeah, I mean, I think, look, I know that when you look at some of the plays, he's made some at the one, some at the three, but I think where the Bears were originally penciling him as a three tech is probably not where his strength is right now. If he had that quicker get off, it didn't jump up, you know, kind of stand up immediately as a snap goes up then, you know, it's probably not his game right now. So at the one, I think he could do a lot of damage just because of how powerful he is. Like when you see some of Javon Dexter's, you know, highlight plays or the plays where he's making an impact, there's just a lot of strength involved. So I think that's where he'd be almost suited there when, you know, a guy like, um, why am I blinking on Andrew? Andrew Billings is not maybe in the game because he's been really impactful, you guys. But yep. I think that's where you can see a Javon Dexter right now start to make an impact. But if he can just continually gradually get better with the get off and staying low, then maybe you can suit him more out to the three tech where the bears were kind of envisioning at first. But I think that's where, that's where Javon Dexter's at right now. It's not to say that he can't get better, but yeah, we'll have to see where his progress goes and how he can continually just get the fundamentals down. The As we all know, the bears are very big in the fundamentals, but if he can do those things, then maybe they can sign him out more to the three to where, again, they originally thought he was, he would play more. So pro football focus, this graphic's been making its way around. Minimum of 25 snaps, and it's only for week five. Rating the rookies. Joey Porter Jr. of the Steelers was at the top, which, by the way, the Steelers picked him with the Bears' Claypool pick. Let's not, let's not talk about that, Carm. All right, Jervon Dexter was third, 85.5. That's ahead of... Uh, Devon A. Chain, who has been killing it for the Dolphins and was killing it last week until he got hurt. That's ahead of Jalen Carter by 10 points. Um, Darnell Wright is on there too, by the way. It's ahead of C.J. Stroud, who orchestrated a a go-ahead late touchdown drive in a game that uh, the Texans lost to the Falcons, but that was pretty damn impressive. I don't know. Is that grade? Because pro football focus, their grades are, are all over the map. Uh, sometimes they make sense. Sometimes they don't. Do you think that makes sense? Third for last week from what you, your, your expert film analysis, Nick? Man, I mean, there, there are a lot of good names on there. And, you know, without really diving deep into some of the other guys and what they're actually able to do, I mean, he was impactful. Like, Jervon Dexter, that was his best game of his season. Uh, against the commanders and the, that offensive line has had its struggles leading up to that that week five matchup and you know I, every time i see jalen carter i feel like he's making plays in the backfield devon eight chain was you know a guy that was making a bunch of plays too so i don't know if it's right but it's nice to see that you, you have a couple of young bears players on there like darnell wright's been awesome darnell wright has been you know everything you want out of the number 10 overall pick the only thing that i, I keep seeing game to game he will put his head down when he makes an initial block and kind of lose the block when he does that. But other than that, like you're seeing his force, you're seeing his power, you're seeing everything that the movement skills, like we all saw the play where he's pulling, being the lead block and absolutely annihilates the cornerback on the play. Poor DB, like no DB ever wants to be in that situation with a 300 plus pound offensive lineman barreling down on him. But yeah, he's been really well. So it's good to see those young guys are, you know, at least charted with some of the other younger, better players in the league right now. Yeah, when it when it comes to PFF, 
I only use their stats when it fits my narrative. And then <laughs> if it doesn't fit my narrative, then I wipe it away and call it nonsense. That's my strategy. Well, he, the, the, Terrell Smith's on there, and mm-hmm. King Coot just talked about him. But breaking down the flus in his press conference, when they were asked about – when he was asked about Terrell Smith today, the dude, like – I mean, he lit up, did he not, Nick? I mean, the guy looks so excited about, do you think that this, well, he's going to be on the field. And he, I mean, it's almost like he's, I mean, Flusa almost felt like he was ready to cut Jalen Johnson on the spot for Terrell Smith the way I was seeing how happy he was. He definitely lit up when he was talking about Terrell Smith. I think it's because when you see Terrell Smith's game and what he does, he does a little things right. One of the things he mentioned, he's, uh, his tackling has improved. His coverage ability, he competes. Uh, and obviously the takeaways that he created. Yep. So when you see those little things show up consistently and he's filling in for, you know, obviously a big spot in Jalen Johnson, like that's obviously a positive. And I think it was the question was phrased like if he keeps playing, could, you know, maybe is Tyreek Stevenson's job in jeopardy? Because that was a thing early on in training camp. And then Tyreek Stevenson separated himself with a little bit more of those turnover, I guess, flashier type of plays. But I think ideally, Iberflus wants a guy that's going to do his job, execute it. You don't have to worry about it. If you could do that, that's probably going to be the thing that Iberflus really values. And, of course, if you can create turnovers like Terrell Smith is doing, you're going to be in a, a positive light with, with the Flus there. Anything else for Nick before you get too deep in your phone over there? I was, I was going to tell someone in the chat they suck. Um, Loman? Yeah, Loman, you suck. Anyway, <laughs> so, yeah, getting ahead, like you said, maybe Tyreek Stevens in Jeopardy. I'm, I'm Loman, by I'm the way. I'm going – you're Loman. Okay, Thank well, you. then you suck. Um, to me, the question, I guess, because you know me, I love to fast forward to things that aren't in the now, and then Bears fans get mad, but – you say Tyreek Stevenson, oh, maybe his job's in jeopardy. But when we saw the way they handled Roquan Smith last year, trade deadline starts to approach. If Terrell Smith keeps taking steps, you have Tyreek Stevenson who's looking better. You know, is there, not, is there a chance if they can't come to some kind of a contract agreement that they start considering to move Jalen Johnson for draft equity? I mean, is there a chance? I, there's, there's always a chance, Greg. And I think that the Bears, they do like Jalen Johnson. And Johnson said that he'd play without, you know, play the season despite not having a new contract. But it, it would give the Bears flexibility at the position. Obviously, get a lot younger uh, on a rookie deal with a guy like Terrell Smith. But I mean, then I look at the depth, you guys, at, at the cornerback position. If you don't have a guy like Jalen Johnson, then you're expecting yeah. two rookies to kind of be the, the main staples and. You know, you're one injury away from being in a really bad spot um, just at the outside cornerback spot. Yeah, I guess it would come down to where the team was he, at. They're at that not point, trading right? Jalen. They're signing Jalen because they're smarter. Than I hope gonna, so. I'm just, do, you know, I, mm-hmm. all you, options are on the table. Get, polls learn that getting rid of good players is not a great idea. Um, and Jalen's got to get himself back on the field, but we're expecting to see him this week. And he was expecting to cover Justin Jefferson, which he's not. And Nick, on your way out here, and this is not because you're a terrible gambler. I think you lose every single week. But I want to, I want to, <laughs> I want to ask you: the Justin Jefferson news comes out that he's going on IR, ain't going to play this week. The line moves a half a point. The Vikings went from a three-point favorite to a two and a half-point favorite. What the hell do you make of that on your way out here? Because I, I found that to be. 
pretty shocking. I would have thought that would have oh, been wait. like a three-point move. They, they, they it went maybe up they in were the already, maybe, yeah, I, I guess in the moment, my, answering my own question, like maybe they, people were factoring in that they already thought that he was hurt when the line originally came out. That would make the most sense, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's interesting because uh, obviously Justin Jefferson is a top, you know, arguably the best receiver in the league. And anytime you don't have him – you you have a better advantage, you know, defensively. And, you know, guys, I want to get your perspective on this real quick because Iberflus was asked about, you know, Jefferson not being in the lineup, how that adjusts the defense. What do you, what happens when Justin Jefferson's not in? And I'm going to read you verbatim what he said because a lot of Bears fans are pissed at Iberflus for some reason. I'm not quite getting it. Uh, he said, I mean, certainly you adjust your scheme to a great player like that, alluding to uh, Justin Jefferson. It's always a handful of guys that you would do that for. So it allows you to play more basic more solid on both sides as opposed to tilting your coverage one way or the other. So that's the basic way of saying it without giving too much. Do you have a problem with that, with that, what Iberflus said about Justin Jefferson not being in the lineup so you don't have to tilt your coverage that way? You can play more of your what Iberflus and the Bears like to do, that cover two basic uh, kind of defense. fairly obvious to me. Uh, I, I, no, I don't, and I don't get the – what is the beef? The, where's I think the, the beef, beef is – <laughs> Where's the beef is right. I think uh, I think Bears fans took that the wrong way. Like, oh, you're just gonna play basic coverage the entire right. time. Uh, I just think it's like you're not are you you're not gonna tilt your coverage the same way to Jordan Addison as you would to Justin Jefferson. That'd be crazy. He's a rookie, and I I know he's producing, but you don't or, do that. Right or T.J. Hawkinson. That's exactly. Ridiculous. But but I think I think you just nailed it because that's. If I've learned one thing about doing the show uh, every day is that the the focus becomes on one word or one thing, and the rest of the whole context of what he's saying right. just just gets gets lost. Yes. Uh, you the, our, the 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 bear fandom, God bless all of you. You you like to you like to you like to zone in on the one, right? And if you have that and that piece of red meat, then nothing else matters, right? Like if I say <laughs> Carm is old, but he's really good at tennis, and he's actually pretty nimble right. for his that's, age that's right and all I, this stuff all, all you old. hear is that he's old all i heard is old and i want to fight you so <laughs> on, the, on, on that note nick you're the best uh we'll be looking forward to the coverage on justin fields at 215 and everything else that's going on at house today all right you guys have fun there he goes nicholas moriano the man that uh, i smoked on the ping pong table yesterday Lawrence liked my Where's the Beef. I mean, I don't know if I liked it as much as you liked your Where's the Beef. I liked <laughs> how much you liked it. That's what I liked about it. I can't yeah. smirk. Uh, I have uh, many super chats to get to. Oh, uh, let's do it. Let's do it. We're, we are. Well, Bragg's. Uh, I we think don't have any I, more ad reads. We, we, already did, we already did the we draft. We cleaned them up. Okay. What do we got? Thank you, Robert, uh, by the way. Many sure? people. Oh, here we go. Karm once again screwing me. Foco, DraftKings yeah, play the Here we go. You know, you don't pay attention. This is your problem in life. You're not paying attention. You I'm, know? I'm not paying attention. No, there's a third role. So when you do this to me, then you make me look bad, and there's nothing I hate uh, more I, than that. I, I Listen, you know. I really feel bad. Yeah, that, that it doesn't you, sound like you do. That you that you look bad <laughs> when when yeah. I, I won't yeah, even. But you know who doesn't make us look bad? That's our guys over at Foco Thank when they you. get us fitted out in the best sports gear around. You use the code CHGO on all non-presale items, hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. 
Those look great. They do not look bad. Like when Carm doesn't know what ad reads to do. It's still baseball season. Playoffs are upon us. Get your Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for a game. Set decorations like you see here on our table. This badass Brian Urlacher stand up in the Justin Fields bobblehead. You can get those kind of decorations um, from FOCO. They've donated a few of these awesome pieces for our set. So go show them some love. We're always showing them some love. Check out FOCO.com or click the link in the description below. For all non-presale items, use the code CHGO for 10% off. Lawrence, you got a DraftKings Player of the Week in mind? A play of the week? Um, you know, I didn't know I was going to be throwing this thing, so no, I, mean, I don't I, have I, one. I'll, but, I'll uh, do it because it's – Arkazic. I personally think Carm looks great for an 80-year-old. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Mark. And I and when we're talking about plays of the week, I personally would like to underline the touchdown pass to Cole Komet, where Fields, if you go back and watch it, he reads the linebacker brilliantly. Yep. He knows that uh, Cole only has to make one move, and he's running free if he can do it. Cole makes a sweet fake like he's going to do a down and out. Instead, it becomes the down and in. He's running right across the linebacker. He's open. It's an easy toss. Pitch and catch, bang, bang, touchdown. Easiness, execution, intelligence, all done on one play. Absolutely loved it. DraftKings play of the week. Shout out to all our friends at DraftKings. All right, let's do our super chats. We appreciate everybody that's coming in here. Of course, uh, Bags Jr. in a second. But uh, first, shout out to Eli. Hi, I love the show. I've not been watching for a bit because situation in my country, Israel, I uh, love you guys. Love your support for the CHGO team. Also, Eli, stay safe out there. Everybody in the region, uh, just my heart breaks for all of it. And um, I hope better days are ahead for, for everyone. It's just absolutely painful and horrifying. And I hate that we're back here again. Uh, so thank you for your super chat. Appreciate you checking us out. Greg Baggs Jr., Love old Cram's optimism today. JF won four tutty this Sunday. Bears are back, baby. Us fans are finally having fun watching Bears games. Bear the F down. Thank you, Bags Jr. Anything you want to say to your best friend? Yeah, I've, I've taken a good selfie in my day. That one isn't my best work. You could have picked <laughs> another one. But I mean, at least they kept it on your face and not the rest of the thing. <laughs> the rest of the thing. Uh, I deserve that. <laughs> Young Optimo, four ninety nine. Just bought my tailgate tickets. Let's go. Let's go. First Chicago Bears game at Soldier Field, coming from good old Indiana, like Brax. Young Optimo, you best say hello to me and everybody else. We really appreciate you coming We're out. Excited. We're excited we, for it. We're there. You this can join Young Optimo and I. Yep. The corner of Wabash and Cermak. Go to allchgo.com, hit the events tab, and you can get your tickets. A lot of people always ask because we do it during the diehard read, do I have to be a diehard to go to the tailgate? No, you do not. You just get a you discount. You just get a tick out, ticket, but if you're a diehard, you can get a discount. Right, um, which is why the diehard membership pays for itself. You literally do anything with us as far as getting some merchandise, all the everything else, and um, you get to become best friends with Gary Ross, which is an amazing opportunity as well. My guy. Q Harlan, $10. I want the Bears to win. Panthers to lose. Meatball dream. Marvin Harrison Jr. Marvin Harrison Jr. Excuse me. That's my fault. That's a loaf on me. And DJ and Mooney. Get the best pass rusher with the Bears pick. Unless you get an offer, you can't refuse from a team that wants to trade back. 
Q Harlan, in your dream scenario. It's a great dream. If, I want to live that dream. In your dream scenario, they're trading out. I'd, I'd, I'd bet heavy money on it today. Just yeah, like, but that's the thing, and this is what's so exciting about it. And, again, to the Bears fans that are annoyed by all these conversations, I do not care. Quit crying. It's relevant. The Bears right now have the number one and the number two pick. All I'm worried about is that number one pick right. with the Panthers. I want the Bears just to win as many games as possible. But, can you, can you no, I can't. You be quiet. And to me, because it's just what you have to understand is – Great. With that number one pick and a trade back, like you're saying, and and getting Marvin Harrison Jr., like Harlan's saying, you could trade back from one to three and get a bigger package back than what you got from the Panthers last year. That is how, that is how significant this moment could be for this franchise. It's a huge moment. And every team that has one win that wins another game, and the more the Panthers keep losing, you're seeing these, did you see that video out? With Frank Reich talking about his relationship with the owner of the Panthers. Yeah, I don't, know why, I don't know why that makes it made such a big news. Well, it just doesn't matter. Whatever it is, it's good for the Bears. Let them keep losing and let why the teams does, Why does of, that conversation have anything to do with them losing? The fact that he's talking to the Because I think some people interpreted it as like... The owner's, you know, the owner's right, It was the owner's decision and not the coach or the GM. Well, it might have been. It, he might have gotten... Well, if you go back and, and look at that whole time frame... Everybody thought the Panthers were taking C.J. Stroud for a long time. The, the betting public thought that Stroud was going to be a pick, and then all of a sudden it flips at the very end, and it's Bryce Young. So did the Panthers owner get involved? Maybe he did. But that doesn't have anything to do with the Frank Reich thing. I don't know. It just – whatever. I, I didn't get that. Um, by the way, uh, Tom Pelissero, the Vikings have officially placed all-pro wide receiver Justin Jefferson on the injured reserve list um, and have signed Nikhil Harry. Oh, from the practice squad. Nikhil Harry revenge oh. game incoming. It's the Nikhil. going to give away our whole playbook. Nikhil Harry's coming for you, dog. Um, also on injured reserve backup quarterback Nick Mullins, meaning that the rookie Jaron Hall is now the number two behind Kirk Cousins as of what this moment. What are you moment. reading? I'm reading Tom Pelissero's tweets. <laughs> That's great. Do that after the show. The Bears bastard for nine ninety nine. Sup, fellas? Bears are giving me hope again after the last two weeks. No Jefferson and a healthier Bears squad must result in a W. What's the X factor this week for the boys to be successful? All right. Uh, the Bears bastard, let's just hope that after the game on Sunday, we are all sitting there with all the damn ass hope, be sitting there at 2-4 and four with a win over Minnesota. It's got to be pass protection with the way they bring the blitz. 60% time they're bringing the blitz. Just got to keep that pass protection tight. Deontay Foreman, Robert Burns in the backfield like Gary keeps alluding to. Uh, they got to have their protection tight so they keep that pocket healthy for Justin Fields, get a dub, move on to the Raiders, try to stack some wins. Greg, it was an absolute pleasure to be with you today. I had a great time. I, I really enjoyed it myself. Lawrence, you as oh, well. Thank you up. for Love it. leading us to victory. Nicholas Moriano out at Hallis Hall. Brian Baldinger leading us off on Wednesdays like he always does. And, of course, your boy Bogey, Region Rev, Unapologetic Truth, yeah. Sports Genius 38, Gary, Gary Ross, Everyone. Robert Everyone. Lee. Mob saying, okay, oh, please don't read off the thousand people rags. If you're like in the chat, please uh, leave. You uh, like to hear please me like talk, the button. That's why you please like button, day. like button. Thank you. I'm a, hey. Two people uh, talking one time is bad, is bad podcast. He started it. Okay, there. Um, 
Okay, I'm just my favorite six-year-old. Hey, everybody, have a great rest of your day. We're back tomorrow. Me and this guy again. Uh, hope, hope, hopefully, Hogue will be joining us uh, from Hell's Hall. And we're gonna tease. I'm gonna tease it now. You Special, are. Yeah, I am going to because it's my guest. Special guest Doug Plank joining the show tomorrow. Ooh, I forgot about that. That's awesome. I love Doug Plank. He's a great talker. Pretty significant. Yes, it'll be fun tomorrow. So we'll see you tomorrow with Doug Plank. Thanks for watching the CHGO Bears podcast. Y'all silly like the mayor. 